0: fitness reborn podcast is a companion piece to renaissance fitness personal training this podcast is to serve as educational and entertainment purposes only it does not in any way constitute as medical advice if you have a medical concern please seek out your provider hello internet world this is the latest episode of the fitness reborn podcast my name is sean from renaissance fitness personal training where we put movement ahead of workouts And my guest today is who we just will call as JK, because I had some difficulty saying his name properly. (laughs) It happens, but I did make the attempt. So, um, But we'll just keep it simple and just call him JK. He's okay with that. And uh, JK is an uh, ex-professional athlete. He was a uh, pro tennis player for 15 years. Table tennis. Table tennis. Okay. All right. Table tennis. And uh, is a follower of what's called the AEQ method. He's a teacher of this method. And he has a PhD in physical education. So he comes armed with a lot of good information for us. And uh, thanks a lot for joining us.
1: Thank you, Sean, for inviting, for finding me on the podcast Tinder uh, pod match page. Yeah, right. Get connected and yeah, that we can share
0: and help more people. Right, and he's currently in the Dominican Republic, which I did not respect, uh, expect.
1: Yeah, I live here, uh, yes.
0: You live there. Yeah, I live right. in the
1: Dominican Republic, otherwise I'm from uh, Slovenia, Europe. Right,
0: right. So, all right, well, let's just let's start us out with, um, before we go into your background, let's start us out with just what you're doing currently. So, I had not heard of this before, the AEQ method. Um, I had not heard of any such thing before. I was fascinated by it, especially when I started researching it. And um, I'm more interested in knowing, I could read about it, but I'm more interested in knowing what your interpretation of it is and how you impart it onto others. So, one, tell us about what is AEQ method and um, how do you impart it onto others?
1: Uh, AEQ is an abbreviation of Aequitas. It's the Roman (laughs) goddess of fair trade so fair trade between the seller and the buyer, so that it's fair. And it actually represents in the modern world, AQ method stands for balancing your body, being balanced left, right, up, down, front, back. And it's developed from clinical somatic exercises from Thomas Hanna, Feldenkrais, and many others. But clinical somatic exercises for rehabilitation sort of stayed in the 50s, 60s, 70s, didn't adapt to the uh, development and and evolution of the society and all the pressures and stress because we have much more stress than 100 years ago or 50 years ago and especially different kinds of information available via internet and stuff. So at the moment, I'm uh, actually in the second phase of getting the second degree. I have the first level of uh, certificate for the AQ method teacher and I'm going now for the second one. I still have two days left. Then that I'm, that I'm going to receive this certificate for the second level. There are four levels, so I'm halfway. But the third one is much bigger, and the fourth one is even more intense. So, But yeah, I'm uh, doing this. I'm, I'm implementing this method in the work that I do with clients and sessions, uh, with adults mainly. And uh, I've done before, lot love coaching since 2008-ish. Uh, I've done coaching, but I always felt something missing. Uh, It's missing link. I managed to get results for me with coaching, for me after I finished my uh, physical education and everything uh, and other educations that I did. Uh, But something was missing with me and other clients. What am I referring to? They always fell back to the same patterns or the same shit or even worse, excuse me for the language. But even if it was uh, behavioral, uh, physical, emotional, they got something. I got something. It was a relation, but you fell back. So with this method that I became acquainted to actually in 2018 already, uh, but then I sort of, ah, not so interested, but then I got injured more and more in my uh, right hip. It was wore down the cartilage. So I was beginning to do more research for me. And in 2021, I went completely into it. I've done several workshops, a month, two months, three months long, and then these educations, additional certificates. And so I began to implement this method the exercises with my clients. And this was the missing link. So to refer like this, before I played table tennis or tennis metaphorically with my clients, but without the ball. Now we have the ball. I don't touch them, but I do touch them. I have a physical approach and access to their physicality where everything is actually hidden. And I'm sure we'll dive deeper into this.
0: Yeah, so you spoke of the missing link. So what exactly was that missing link?
1: Um, Our body, it's not just our brain. It's not just our consciousness or what we think it consciousness is, our our two two hemispheres. And it's not that our body is a servant, is a slave to our wishes, desires, goals, and uh, purpose that comes sometimes from the head. Uh, We need to respect and honor the body because our body is like a hard drive and a soft drive this is just a processor that depicts our brain just decodes certain information that the receptors on the outside of the skin proprioceptors and the inside we have interoceptors and the nervous system it sends information signals to our brain so the missing link was that i was explaining to people that had issues with uh, uh, partners, spouses children uh, sport business you name it i had clients from 15 years of age up until 70 75 for all different ways, students, uh, poor people, rich people, I've done practical, a lot of them, I had more than 1,000 in the last 15 years, but what I saw was that I explained something, I understood it, but something drew me back to the same ritual, to the same routine, to the same pattern, to the same kind of behavior, and it actually was worsened by time, it's like if you have a toothache and you don't visit the dentist, the toothache is not going to get smaller and the, the hole is not going to get smaller the next day or even in the next month. You cannot visually pray upon it. But this is somehow what I was doing. Meditation, explanation, some practical things. Yes, we did a lot of things and a lot of breakthroughs and new ideas, but everything was stuck and blocked because our body structure function was the same. If you do not relax certain muscles... If you do not relax certain muscle group, group of muscles, relax certain side, front, back, up, down, part of the body, even if you understand you're still going to do the same mistake, the same error, keep repeating. And it's not going to get uh, the same. It's going to stay the same. It's going to get worse in life. So like probably you're in fitness. Some people do some fitness things and then they get injured or something happens or they stop going to the fitness or they even go more. It's like all of these things are included here because AQ method is consistent, as mentioned, clinical somatic exercises, uh, you can Google that, and then it's uh, psychology, psychotherapy, uh, physics, uh, quantum physics, uh, mathematics, uh, natural laws like gravity, time, and energy, attention, um, Newton laws, uh, bi- biology, anatomy, physiology. This is all consistent in this method in a way that you really bring a person from point A to pain, point B, and that it grows from there, not that it falls back or even worsen.
0: So that's a lot to put under one heading of a methodology. Um, so you said, like the uh, you're about to enter the you know, complete the second phase of your training. Is that right? Yeah. So it, how is it? I'm just kind of curious how's the training uh kind of broken down? It's brought, you said it's broken down to four phases there, but what's the difference between phase 1 and phase 4?
1: So this is phase 1, the book, uh the exercises uh-huh. and also things that are like uh content that I need to do every two weeks uh um resume of a certain article that's long one page two page three pages i need to do a resume and i need to put it into my words into my own life and take an example and connect it with for instance time or for instance uh moving or walking or certain uh reflexes traumas pain exercises and this is like we have certain five five or six days of education First thing, yeah, we had six days and it was in depth regarding subconsciousness, consciousness, uh, our free reflexes, subconscious, lymphatic uh, limbic system, stress response, fight, flight or freeze, those kind of things. And then we do additionally every two weeks, these, ex- these exercises, homeworks, and we need to have clients uh, one-on-one or group sessions. So the second one is now this one. It's on both pages. That's why maybe it's thinner, but it's uh, much more. And we went in depth regarding emotions and how emotions are portrayed in our body. So um, first, I learned that people consciously read the book; they go to to a certain methodology, to certain training. They are coached, but it's only their consciousness. So subconsciousness stays in the past as a child, three, four, five, ten year old child that had a trauma and subconsciousness state stays there, and it actually only tries to save us and survive us, and survive with us. So if we learn a lot, but our subconsciousness didn't develop, I talk about physical also developing, not just uh, the, the relaxation of tensions under our muscular system, in our mus- muscles. If we do not develop our subconsciousness, we can know a lot, and we will st- still do a mistake as a toddler. And we see it. how many times people that are in positions, they make crazy, psychotic, narcissistic mistakes or people in in relationships, how they are triggered or with uh, with, uh, with children, how, how parents are triggered or coaches in sport or even athletes are triggered in a high intensity situation. So what does then happen? We fall back into our limbic system, into our stress response system of subconsciousness. So what happened? Subconsciousness when we were 3, 5, 10, whatever years of age, as ch- children, it didn't have to be a big abuse or something fam- in family or some trauma. It can be that your dad didn't pick you up from school. It can be that your dad didn't give you a lollipop or something. It can be that your neighbor was looking at you like a nice girl or something. Uh, in that sense. And you, you contract. You go into a contraction of muscular because you need to protect yourself. You're a child, you don't have developed emotional, psychological, mental systems, so you do what's necessary to do to survive, whether it's your dad, your mom. Especially in a family, you start to feel that maybe you cannot express everything to your dad and your mom or to your siblings, like you cannot be spontaneous, so you can attract even more. Because if you are, they don't have time to listen to you, or if they do, they tell you to shut shut the F up because you're talking some nonsense because you're a kid. I'm talking general. So in that sense, you contract even more. And all of this contraction, whether it's some situation, whether it's some trauma, whether it's some emotion that you cannot deal or handle with because you're a child, you begin to put it in a subconscious contraction. It's a hard drive. Our muscles are built from myelin, from uh, fascia, and from muscular fibers, and in between all the nervous system. So all of this is, and this is water. And we've proven scientifically that in a, like, and a small spoon of water you can uh, hard drive uh, memory inside of it, 20 terabytes of data in water, so our body stores data so if we are stored subconsciously, some people are back uh, front, some people are back, some people are side, some people have scoliosis, some people have back pain, shoulder pain, head neck pain, uh, joints pain so this is all a consequence of us holding certain Tension, contraction, subconsciously. You can be like this. You can learn the best book. But if you don't relax this position, I'm, of course, extreme position now showing to you as an example. You can be the best person, but you're going to talk like this. So if I go down, I have a completely different voice. If I do this, hold here, like a lot of women, they talk like this and they say Because they have something inside their muscles subconsciously memorized. Because you don't want to remember the abuse, you don't want to remember the pain, you don't want because you just survived. So that's the first phase, and the next, the next phase. Now, what I'm learning is about emotions and all that's connected to that. It's even more wider and profound.
0: So, if we're, if I understand this correctly, so it's possible to say that people who, like you say, like they have like these, like these very kind of warped postures and stuff like that, that we normally attribute to like sitting at computers for too long and not having enough physical activity and that sort of stuff, which is probably all true. Like you do kind of, I mean, like you said, your body is mainly water and water. What does it do? It conforms itself to its environment. Right. So, but the, uh, the idea behind this, uh, AEQ methodology here is that because, like you just said, water can store information here. So we're kind of just like in this people who have suffered psychologically traumatic backgrounds or, or events can have kind of like just subconscious coiled tension in their body, contracting muscles and kind of affecting their physicality. Is that is that about right?
1: Yes, exactly. You understood it very good. And thank you for refraining it. Or putting it that way, because the the situation is that we change our physical structure in order to comply with Mm -hmm. a function. Or we need to change a function Mm -hmm. in order to comply with a structure. So, how to say it? If you want to be a football player, you need to behave like this. If you want to be a swimmer, you have a completely different body structure. If you're a bodybuilder, you have a completely different body structure that is consistent Mm -hmm. with the function. Or you go a lot to the gym and your function of going to the gym changes your structure. So the same goes with emotions, with trauma, with abuse, with different kinds of things that, of course, then trigger because our nervous system is connected to our muscles. Our muscles are connected to our bones. Our muscles move our bones, but our nervous system needs to send the signal. So the thing is that we have completely shifted from being a normal living human being that has 80% or more of the signals coming from the body. I'm going to touch maybe intuition later. Coming from the body into the brain and the brain decodes it, understands it, interprets it, and then sends 20% back. We are a society that it's 90-10. Body is not important anymore. Let's do this method. Let's do this gym. Let's do this training. Let's be addicted to different kinds of things. And all, in the meanwhile, also let's abuse our body. And then the body, of course, marathon runners, <laughs> all injured, or a lot of them. Uh, but not, uh, not a, a Olympic walking. Walking is more appropriate because in walking, you need to be more elegant. I can send you an article on that. So then, uh, for instance, any uh, f- uh, professional athlete, it's abuse of, uh, of your own body because you need a lot of energy to deal with yourself. You need a lot of hate energy for yourself. And where did you get this hate In your childhood. Where did you and how did you get it? Like we can listen to any LeBron or any Justin Bieber, how they were without dads or something and how they needed to hone in That powerlessness being without a dad or without a parent or in a situation, in in an environment where you are sick or where you are poor, like you mentioned before, environment influences our genes. So all of these athletes have developed certain powerlessness. Powerlessness leads to uh, feeling impotent and it feels to feeling, uh, feeling hate. And hate is fuel that you go over, like Kobe Bryant did. You train, you train, you show, no, no pain, no pain. And it's this mentality, especially in USA, in the college, universities. I've had some, some clients from there. It's crazy. They're all injured because you don't listen. You cannot feel your body. I mean, don't feel your body because it's in a certain structure, complying to a certain function, whether it's in relationship on your or in your business sport life you are going to get to the phase that the body sends a strong signal. If it's a Achilles tendon that breaks or some bone, you're already over the edge. If it's just some small pain, you still have a chance. But a lot of people go over the edge and they completely abuse themselves.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think you're, well, one, I think you're spot on with that. And I think to some degree we've started to kind of recognize this because we do... Um, we do tell people where well, there's this growing uh, movement now that tell people, you know, become more aware of where you're at physically and emotionally, you know, recognize these uh, warning signs that your body is sending to you. And we try to kind of change the narrative and we tell people, because we tell people don't go work out because you hate yourself, go work out because you love yourself and you want to maintain your body. And we're trying to send this messaging of self-love and self-acceptance. But then, yeah, we get these confusing kind of messages coming from the other side saying like, well, no pain, no gain, fight through the pain, fight through the fatigue. This is how you become stronger. And it kind of leaves people thinking, well, I don't know what really to do with all this stuff. This is very inconsistent messaging
1: yeah it's confliction it's conflict and this is why people we have issues in life not just physically also emotionally you say one thing you think the other thing and uh, also the differences between man and a woman female male the hemispheres the body because our right side of the body is the masculine our left side of the body is feminine we all have both sides of the body and we all have except people that are like injured or something or uh, more um, debilitated in some way uh, with accidents or some other issues but we all have our father and dad inside of us so i have my mom jeans as well inside of me feminine genes, but i'm a masculine gender uh and we'll not go into the gender debate please so regarding that <laughs> <laughs> regarding what you mentioned this conflict this inconsistent messaging this is what drives people crazy and this is what drives people to the edge so so now um if pain uh, if injuries, if accidents would really be such a good teacher to us as a humanity, how many people have had cancer, were injured, had accidents, behaved bad, were chronically addicted, were abusive, or whatever, you name it? And how many people of all of the humanity that was on this region being sick and abusive has actually come out and wrote a book or did a workshop or did some coaching out of it, like a small percentage? Like, even if it's 1%, it's too much, I'm saying. Like, 19% mm-hmm. of people that are sick do not get the message. Do not. It doesn't get through. Why? Because from childhood, like I mentioned, we uh, built this, like a uh, uh, shield, like uh, like a turtle. It has this, uh, cas- cas- how's- how it's called? Turtle. Uh, turtle has a house. This is uh, strong. Uh, shell? Shell, th- 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 yeah, shell. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was looking for. Thanks for helping out so this shell right. is our structural body and we hold it because we don't want to feel the emotions that we felt against our dad or mom we wanted to say you know what you're crazy but we, did, we were dependent on them we cannot say that to them although we felt it and then we felt inner pain emotionally and physically hone it in bring it in suppress it don't feel it you know pain just take a pill so we're dealing with anxieties schizophrenia depression uh fears, different kinds of worries with pills, as if our body is lacking pills. And then we're dealing with all of this, what we feel and we don't want to feel, we're dealing with being more addicted to sport or Netflix or pornography or shopping online or whatever. Because it's like this, Sean. Our body has only one nervous system. And through this nervous system, it travels pain and pleasure. I'm not talking just about pleasure, orgasm or something. Talking about pain and normal joy. So, if you block this nervous system because you don't want to feel pain, what do you think you're going to block as well? Also, feeling pleasure. But people, we are alive. We want to feel something. We need to feel something. So, we go overboard with addiction, whether it's triathlon. I'm living in an area where it's too many triathletes. It's like they're destroying themselves. And and we want to feel Netflix. We want to feel pornography. We want to feel addiction. We want to feel substances because we want to feel something. But we already blocked the system that can enable us to feel something because we don't feel. If we do what we do, we're anyway going to do too much of it, or something too little, and we're going to abuse ourselves, and the body's going to pay the price. We can win the war um, some battles, but the body's going to win the war. The body in the end eventually, I'm not talking about that, I'm talking about some injuries, I'm talking something that's piling, accumulating in you, whether it's physical or emotional. so in that sense, I hope I explained something about it
0: uh, I think I think he did. So on that, since we're talking about you know how your background can influence you know not only your current life but just your your literal physicality here. Um, now we mentioned earlier that your next pro athlete in table tennis, you did that for fifteen years. You suffered an injury in your uh, was it your hip? Yeah, it was a hip injury. Yeah. Okay. You suffered an you suffered an injury. So when you discovered this methodology, this new technique, and this new way of living and a way of discovering, did you realize then that there was something, um, there was something about in your own background that kind of just, that kind of just, it really spoke to like, were you holding, were you holding in all, you know, all this trauma, all this tension from back wherever it came from. And that's what propelled you into professional sports. And that's how you got injured. And, and you just learned how to just kind of like, coast along with that until you decided one day you're not going to.
1: Sean, you're very good. I like how you're good, how (laughs) you manage to understand things and listen. I like that you're being present and giving this attention and time and energy because it's exactly like that. So for instance, I was four or five years of age. I need to check on that fact. I had an appendix uh, surgery. So who has an appendix surgery? Uh, a person—it's not about eating uh, eggshells or something just by mistake. Uh, it's about your um, abdominal cavity that's being too much tense, and it's being too much tense yeah. because your parents are living in an environment that enables children to be tense because they were stressed because we were living paycheck from to paycheck. It was in the eighties. I'm born in eighty-two, so it was around eighty-six, eighty-seven, and my appendix. Because they cut appendix, it's another subject, but they cut appendix in 200 years ago. The moment that we began to sit on toilet, we need to squat if we do our needs, especially the second one, because the anus is then more open. And all it doesn't go back, the faith, bacteria and stuff. And it goes, it went into my appendix. This is how we get infection. But it's also because I was tense. When you're tense, you don't feel because you're tense. If you hold the fist and you open it, there's no blood. There's no... No, nothing flowing, no oxygen, no food, no energy, because it's tense. So if your abdominal cavity is tense because you're a child, you're a toddler, you're an infant, actually, and you're tense, of course, you're going to create some tension that's going to poke out eventually. And it did, in my case, the appendix. So when they cut through my muscular cavity uh, to cut out the appendix, I have quite a nice scar. That was in the 80s. Uh, They did a bigger scar than, than now, probably um i they also cut my fascia they also cut my nervous and it's nervous system and it's never grows back the same especially i had no rehab so i was just by a chiropractic i go here and then maybe once per two five six months um and a chiropractor first time i visited a lot of therapists a lot of masseuses, a lot of physiotherapists and everything no one ever said to me that nobody did rehab on my uh appendix because i have these uh Uh, internal walls or something gets uh, glued to each other because nobody ever did a massage on me here. And actually, I was on a masseuse for stomach, but she didn't do do anything. She didn't tell me that. So what happens when I got cut this appendix? I lost the connection with my right side, with my right leg. So I always had it a bit more contracted. You know, my knee was always a bit up. My my, um, frontal uh, quadriceps was always a bit tense and I didn't feel it especially I was a boy and I needed to be the role of my dad in some way. He was a dad, but he was working a lot, like a lot of dads do. So I needed to be a man to my mom. And my mom needed to, for me that I was a golden boy. So I was always a bit tense, ambitious and I was always walking with my right leg more. And I had pain as I've been, since I remember when I was driving in a van to uh, some competition. I was 10, 11, 12 years of age. And I was sitting in a van in the morning, 5 a.m., driving somewhere on a competition of total tennis. And I had pain in my hip. And I was always, yeah, that's because we're driving. That's because it's uncomfortable. But nobody else had pain. I had pain because of my appendix and because of my way of being in life, because of my parents. So because, 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 We come to that I was abusing my body. I was training a lot. I was training double, triple. I was training too much. I was literally abusing my body as an athlete. And then I was studying sport. I had swimming, 7 a.m., 8 a.m. athletics, 9 a.m. gym. Then I went on a table tennis training. Then I went to listen, uh, a lecture on anatomy or something in school or physiology or something or biomechanics in in university. Then I went on a lunch. Then I had additional football and, and volleyball. And then I went on the second table tennis training. That was in the 20s, that was in the 20s, so in that sense, um, when I was 20 years old, 20 years ago or more, I was completely more abusing my body, and then when I was around 35, uh, I did, I stopped running, but I stopped doing some like physical exercise around 30, when I was 30, yeah, 38, in 2012, I walked with kids and with dogs, I played, I swam, I did the things, but I wasn't professional anymore. And then, like 2017, or 18, I said, I'm going to run. I need to run. And I went running three times in one week. The third time that I run, of course, I didn't warm up. It's already warm here in the Dominican Republic. I felt like my right leg was cut below my body away. So it was, it disappeared. I felt so much pain because finally I, I protruded or I, I wasted all of the cartilage and it was bone on bone. And of course, I went to one therapy. I went to other doctor. I went to this, to that. They all just did the injection or they all just did some laser, some heat, some cold therapy, some massage. They all just did with a screwdriver on my, um, on my quadriceps, on my, this, uh, sword, the muscle, muscle on my, on my thigh. But nobody asked me how I feel, what I feel. Where is this coming from? Or even asked me about the appendix. So when I found the AAQ method and I dived into it more profoundly, I heard that is because when I was two or three years of age, I was playing on the beach and my dad was looking for me and I was playing in the beach, you know, water is shallow. I could play. It was a very safe me. but after my dad found me after two hours, he was angry, sick at me, but that's your problem. You're the adult. You don't give me your shit because you lost responsibility for your two year old, three year old kid. So that's what I remember before I had just the memory. Oh, I was on a beach. My dad was taking me to a beach in the 80s, to a nice sand beach. Yeah, that's it. But when I relaxed my tie with the method, I relaxed my thigh muscle that was 35 years-ish. Tense, I got more memory. I got a more expanded memory. And I remembered my dad was angry at me because he was afraid that he lost me. So he put his fear and his emotional stage and state of being on me. So since then, I was trying to be a good boy because I didn't want to, you know, be a bad boy to my dad. And additionally, after a couple of years, my mom, she just went away. She came back after half an hour, after a fight with my dad. But I felt that my mom's going to leave me. And you know what that's done, what that does to a child. She came back, but I remembered and I interpreted, oh, I need to be good because if I'm not good, if I'm not perfect, someone's going to leave me. And it's my mom. Mm -hmm. So that all triggered in me and it but collided and co-inspired that I was more, you know, in a trauma reflex, in a trauma response behavior, and additionally being ambitious and wanting to win because if I win, I'm good, I'm worthy of love, and all that shit. So, you know, it's all together a nice story that when you come to realize these things and relax your muscular system and and relax your nervous system that was always in a on a hold. Okay, so now I can be calm. Now I can breathe. Now I can literally open my lungs, not just breathe with lungs, but breathing with my whole body, not just with lungs, because we need to move the muscle and the ribs and everything, and the diaphragm and everything. So in that sense, you become more in terms with life. You become more in contact with natural laws of energy, time, gravity, Newton. And you begin to not forcefully put on yourself something what you should put out, but you put it out. You stop a caring in that way for others oh i don't want to hurt them but it's okay that you're hurt and it's okay that you abuse yourself in the gym or something because all of these people that go to gym too much they should they would need to give this energy and dopamine at home into their relationships but they run away it's better than being alcoholic but it's still alcoholic it's still chronic chronic behavior
0: that makes a whole lot of sense to me especially with the story your personal story behind it because i've noticed like with my own children just you know with my with myself the way i conduct myself with my own children there's a lot of anxieties i have from my from my childhood mainly because of doing uh financial anxieties you know not having enough money always worried if there was enough money and always having just it was very, it was always very verbal, verbalized too, very communicated that there, you know, there wasn't enough, there wasn't a lot of money. And we're really kind of scraping by here. And so with my adult self, and my own children, I really, I noticed, and I've noticed this is pretty recently, I really tend to avoid talking about money with my kids or talking about the lack of it, if there is a lack of it. And talking, really just discussing it at all, because I just don't want to impart that anxiety on to my children, especially my son, who already has plenty of anxieties outside, just having to do with himself. You know, he has plenty of anxieties already. I don't want to add to that. And so I, you know, I, like I said, I just kind of realized that's something about me that I really just don't want to perpetuate. So, but it's getting, so what you just told me now. Yeah, and in the what you just told me now, I just, right, it gets bigger in the background. What you just told me, what you just related, made perfect sense that way. Um, is this something that most, if not all the people who come to you have said, or did they went through, um, they, they, they found this method, they found you as the teacher, and they, as they're working through it, they found all these different little uh, parts of their background, their childhood, and their upbringing that... They just had this aha moment saying, ah, and then suddenly these physical symptoms start to kind of subside, you know, mm-hmm. in connection with that, uh, with that now greater, uh, that now greater, um, sense of epiphany. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, yeah. That, that all kind of comes in. Is this mainly how people really are, are making the connection with you when they come to see you as a coach?
1: I have a lot of testimonials on my page, the and then further on, or mm-hmm. some other—I don't know which page—is the testimonials on. Uh, but um, yeah, the thing is that with the combination of explanations like I'm giving here, and then the exercise, we can do an exercise just to mm-hmm. short on you sitting, if you want, uh, just to get a, sure. uh, get a feeling of it. Otherwise, it's more lying down. But we'll use it like this. The opportunity. With the combination of the explanation and the exercises, uh, people begin to connect the dots. And also, I ask certain things and guide them that they begin to be like, oh, yeah, my dad didn't pick me, never. He never picked me up from school, not from my soccer class. Mm -mm." And how do you feel? Well, I feel like shit. I feel worthless. And what did you do about it? Yeah, I I was training double because I wanted to be good. I wanted to show to him that I'm worthy enough. And did he watch you? No. Were you good? Yeah, I was good until I got a big injury when I was 16 or 17. And what, what happened then? Yeah, and then I got another big injury when I was 21. So it's like it goes over bigger and you, you, you cannot do more of the bad things. There is a limit. Your body has a limit. We can be unrealistically, you know, positive and yay and woo and have dreams. But you need to uh, understand and acknowledge the limitations that we have. The gravity, the time, and the money and everything else, some limitations. Regarding money that you touched, uh, the thing is that I also just had an epiphany in the morning, and this is how it happens. You just you do an exercise or you think about something, and then it's like, ah, because I always had this um, time pressure. I needed to be fast. I'm always under time pressure. If I tell myself yesterday I was, for instance, doing like six hours a page because of my workshop, I needed to do it like yesterday because I wanted it. And a couple of years ago, I would go crazy. Fifty years ago, I would punch a wall. I was so frustrated because of time, because I knew what is pressure, what is time, what is stress. Because you know you need to do this in this amount of time. A lot in a small amount of time. So, But now, yesterday, I knew, okay, I had the whole day. I started late, like midday or whatever. And I started to work. And I'm like, oh, you need to do fast. No, I don't need to do fast anything. And then it, then it triggered to me because yesterday I could break through somehow subconsciously and today consciously I understood. Where did I learn this? My parents were always under pressure of time, living paycheck to paycheck in some way. They had some reserves, but $500 is not a reserve in some way. They built a house, but, you know, it's always like you need to repair something in a house. And they were working 16 hours per day, both of my parents, double jobs. So... If, you know, we were always I was always pressured from them and from me because it's time connected, you know, months, days pass, weeks pass, and you need mm-hmm. to pay things. You have obligations. And then the time is pressing, and my mom was calling me, yeah, you are you are in debt in the um town library because you didn't return the book. And I'm like, How much is it? One dollar. And I'm like, Okay, so I'll pay that one dollar. No, no, no. So she was making a fuss of one dollar because she said, You need to pay on time, you need to bring back things on time, otherwise you it's a good explanation in some way but in the other way it was a lot of pressure and why do we search this we search this because our shell our muscular structure contraction is adjusted being under stress you survived your parents like your children are surviving your behavior and adjusting their subconsciousness and their structure to survive with their parents you and your wife Like you survived your parents, or your wife survived hers. Survived in a way, managed to go through childhood and puberty and adolescence. Because we were dealing with a lot of shit of them as well. Because they didn't know. And they're not guilty as charged or something. They just were not, they couldn't know. They were not responsible because they were building a different lifestyle 30, 40 years ago. It was different age than now. But now we have all this knowledge. How to bring it in. How to relax the shell. How to not invite more pressure how you can begin to think about money and not in a way that it scares you, but in a way, why does it scare me? What's the message? What's the signal? What's the pain about? What is the motivation of this pain that I feel? Why do I need constant reminder that I'm not good enough or that I'm not worthy enough? Why do I need this constant shell holding? Why Why does Sean need to go every day to gym or lift some weights in order to maintain that also physically, consciously shell pressure? of a contraction. Why can't you just relax? Because when we do relax, when you go on vacation, when you do let go, when you drink some glass of wine or maybe smoke something, when you go into that kind of nice intimacy with your life, immo- immediately all of these uh, pains that are under tension when you're relaxed come up. You know what people say, in vino veritas, the truth is in the wine or in the liquor. So you become without these walls Without these shell protections when you're, when you're uh, not sober, when you're drunk. So when you are more relaxed, then people are afraid of being relaxed. People are afraid to go dancing. People are afraid to drink something. People are afraid to just let it go. People are afraid to, to play with their kids. People are afraid to just go and shoot basketball just like that. Because we always need to be under pressure. Because who knows what's going to come up when you release that pressure, when you release that tension.
0: So do you think all of this stuff is a fairly newish kind of problem? Or is this this always has been the case, or is this always really been the case? I know it's a very big broad question. It's and... not. It's a
1: I told you you're very good. You've got a very good Sean. I'm not saying this just like that because Thank you. Uh, are you finished with the question or do you wanna continue or this is it? Oh no, go ahead. So one hundred years ago. They were checking uh, pictures of 100 or 100 years ago. Pictures and how people are standing. They were all standing like in a position, standing posture. They all had a little bit of bent ankle angle in their knees. They did the tests 100 years ago of breathing. People were breathing five, four to six times per minute. Inhale, exhale. One unit, inhale, exhale six times, up to six times. Now, we don't stand like that with bent knees. Now, we breathe 13 to 20 times per minute, one unit. So, we breathe every two seconds. Why? Because the tension that we live in now was not present so many years ago. It was different age, 100, 150 years ago, or 50 even. Then it all transpired and completely spiraled into this communism, materialism, and just outside achieving and this American dream And we forgot about ourselves, our body. That's why we have all of the sickness. That's why the pharmaceutical and medicine industry is thriving. Because we left the responsibility. We became irresponsible, completely irrational, completely inefficient in breathing, behaving, moving. And that's it. So because if you go into nature, if you go in the woods... You inhale, you prolong the exhale, you take time, you even have an intermission. Inhale, maybe stop a little, exhale, you stop more. That's normal. That's how babies uh, breathe when they are born. And you have this example where they were breathing with their diaphragm, like spontaneously. But then after one year, after two years, maybe their mom was not there for breastfeeding. Maybe, Maybe they were crying and no one was there. And the baby just contracted and it stopped breathing consciously or spontaneously in that kind of way and so it spirals and then additionally when you're 2 years of age you're going to kindergarten or 3 or 4 or 5 or you're going to school when you're 6, 7 and you have iPhones and you have this and that agenda and this and that shooting in school and you're even more contracted so we have spiraled out of order there is no order no order, no efficiency no efficiency,
0: low energy low energy, disease I think it's Terribly ironic that in an age now, in two thousand twenty-three, at least in the, in this part of the world, in the first world, where we have more luxury and more comfort than ever before. You're good than, than ever. Than, well, than ever before, and then you're talking about maybe a hundred, two hundred years earlier, when the comforts that people enjoyed, even in the best of circumstances, the comforts that people enjoyed on average were not very comfortable or luxurious at all. And yet you have people who are now today more of a wreck than they ever were. And I'm wondering, you know, I'm wondering though, if it's, is due to the fact that there's maybe too much comfort? And now if there isn't a sense of comfort, then we just don't know what to do with ourselves.
1: Um, amazing, Sean, how you can connect the dots because 100 years ago or maybe 50 years ago in some like, you know, region outside of towns, people had no access mm-hmm. to doctors or not as easy. People had no access to supermarkets or not, or not as easy to food. And they needed to, very, to be very much more responsible, efficient. Because if someone got a headache, they needed to have a herb at home, not an aspirin or something else. Mm-hmm. If someone got this disease, they needed to have to find a way how to solve them because the doctor was 500 miles away or something like that. Or they didn't know where the doctor is even, even more back in time. So we were more efficient in behavior, but we spent more energy to maintain our lifestyle, food, uh, warmth, uh, building up houses. Now we have technology. We built houses in three days. A 3D printed Chinese built hospital in five weeks. It's, we have cars. We have luxury. We have technology. We have everything. So we have more energy. We don't need to use energy how to brush our teeth, we, because it's electrical. We don't need to use energy for anything for filtering our water, for bringing our water. We don't need to use energy for anything, not even for sleeping. We have a uh, 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 memory foam, we have a water uh, bedroom, we have uh, we have air conditioning, we don't need to use energy to cope with difference in temperature. We have everything aligned. So where is the issue? Like you asked, Sean. The issue is that we have more energy available, but we don't know where to put it, how to direct it, how mm-hmm. to use it. Instead of us using this excess of energy that we don't use anymore for survival to invest it into relationships but what's the relationship today with a phone? We use it with a phone. We use it with uh, Netflix. We use it with Instagram, with social media. And we don't use this excess of energy with ourselves like human beings. Additionally, we become addicted to sport. We run away from home. Like you said, some people are like, don't train, but train if you have joy, not because you need to. People lost uh, lost the feeling to joy. It's called anhedonia. A N H E. D-O-N-I-A, anhedonia. It means you lost the contact with feeling pleasure because you blocked one nervous system, contracted it, that you cannot, that you don't want to feel pain, but you also don't feel pleasure. So we lost the feeling itself. So we have better cars, we have better transportation, we have better food, more easier approach to everything, but we don't know what to do with ourselves. So we just scroll mindlessly instead of talking because, and here's the punchline. In order to feel strong emotions, In order to feel your body, you need to have time, attention, energy. And we put these three things into something that doesn't give us back anything or little. And then we are wondering, how come we are sick? If you don't even put attention, how many people in the gym are watching the TV or have earphones in? Like completely separated from their own body. Let's just run. I need to run a couple of miles today. I need to bring in the mouse. I need to bring in the weights not saying everyone. I'm just not mocking anyone. But this is the, this is the society that we live in. Because we don't want to invest time. Because how many times have you talked to your sons or your wife about strong emotions? Like you said, I avoid the subject of money. Talk about that shit. Put it out. It's not that you're going to put more on your son. You're going to put less. You're going to take his shit away. Because if you don't take out the mud with your uh, shovel, he's going to need a double shovel. Because he's going to need to sh- clean your stuff as well. So we need to confront pain. We need to confront strong emotions. We we have the time. We have the, the space. We have the energy. We have the attention. We have everything. We have developed. We have evolved. But we mindlessly scroll and lose our precious time of life because time is running. I have, wait. This time is running, all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. How many times you ask yourself in the evening, oh? Today, I blew it. Mm, I spent some time. You can go on your screen, time usage, or you know, maybe you spent some time with people that you met somewhere and they were not as appreciative of your time, energy, attention that you gave them. Instead of talking to your son about money, talk to him because you're going to clean your stuff. You're going to help him that he's not going to have it. And deal with your deep emotions. This is how we evolve. And this is how we can then use technology because technology was created in order to help us. But we be completely spiraled into other direction. So we are abusing technology as well, or it's
0: abusing us. So you have a mission that you want to, uh, by your own statement, you want to elevate uh, or you want to help a million people, right? Does your mission to help a million, Did I have that correctly? Yes. Okay, so talk to us about helping a million people. So what exactly do you think that helping a million people specifically would uh would solve or would at least get a ball rolling to address
1: i've helped literally thousand people already in the past 15 years less than 15 and i've contacted through them their families even if i didn't speak with their families and relatives and that's why i'm evolving and learning and researching and investing in myself into it and not in the ego way because i want to be worthy now i'm laid back i do what i do i have a workshop that's coming on i had several clients 10 of them but i want to you know expand myself more and I'm, and i cannot clone myself in that sense so i need to clone and find a way how to how to bring out this knowledge because the the person that um, invented this or evolved or or developed this aq method he's also from slovenia and slovenia I always say here, where I live in the Dominican Republic, when I ask where I'm from, I say, Es Slovenia, S Amor. Because it's love. It's the only country that has love in the title. So I like to use this as an example. Uh, because it's, it's love where I come from. So I need to share this light. I'm not talking about spiritual only or just or emotional love. It's about giving explanations. Why would you need to suffer? Why would you need to be all closed up? If you can just talk, just talk, just do... Be with the same foreigner's mind or something and talk to your kids and your wife. Express what you feel. And then, of course, accept what they feel. And then play this game instead of being somewhere abused or, or lost. So this is my mission, to in, impact as many people as possible. A million is just a number. We need to have a GPS. If I reach 100,000, yay. If I reach 10 million, yay. Just, it's just a GPS. It's just a guiding point that I know where my lighthouse is and where I'm going and what happens along the way happens and I'm planning to do this in the next few years until 25 and then we'll see what it opens. If I reach in the next two years, 1 million people, great. If not, okay, we'll figure out what I need to do more. So in that sense, just a guiding point.
0: So... I have a question here that is kind of a, a kind of a compound question here, but it just kind of occurred to me because you did you do mention that you are living in the Dominican Republic, which is in the Caribbean, which is what most of us know. Um, a number of weeks ago, several weeks ago, I spoke to a man who lives in Trinidad and he has I wouldn't say exactly a philosophy at all, but it's a similar philosophy. He doesn't practice what you practice, but he has kind of a, an overarching philosophy um towards kind of imparting a sense of love like you said you mentioned the word love and acceptance and maturity and he has a similar goal where he wants to reach as many people as he can and kind of create this kind of grassroots fundamental chain or change in the consciousness of human beings um, now he also mentioned that because of where he lives and where he grows up, it's in Trinidad, the Rastafarian culture is big, and the uh, the kind of religious um, connotations that come with it, the religious background of Rastafarianism, that that had a big influence, at least culturally or subconsciously, even though he was raised as Roman Catholic, that had a big influence on his kind of now-present philosophy. So my question is, one, was there a reason why you chose to live in the Dominican Republic? Did that, was there a particular reason you were drawn to the Dominican Republic? And two, uh, do you think that there is kind of in your background currently something about that that is kind of influencing your, in addition to your AEQ methodology learnings?
1: Um, I choose or chose Dominican Republic because I was looking for lost love towards my dad. That was lost almost 40 years ago on that beach where he didn't hit me, but he yelled at me and he put his fear on me. So oh. I felt I lost it. That was subconscious search in some way. Okay. But since I figured this out, I was already seven years here or eight, uh, eight years here. So I didn't just, okay, Hmm. I will just go back to Slovenia. It doesn't work like that black and white and it doesn't need to. No. So while right. I'm still discovering, I'm still living here. I've built a life here. My wife has a tennis academy. I'm helping her with that. To develop it because it's her dream of being a tennis coach and, a, and was a professional tennis player. She was a tennis. I was a table tennis. But uh, so I'm living here. I have dogs. I have cats at home. Uh, we still don't have children. Soon, probably we will. If that, if uh, if uh, we are blessed with that kind of uh, gift as well. In the meanwhile, developing. I have clients here physically in person. I have online uh, awareness and approach and, and presence in Slovenia, in Europe, and in USA. I'm open to Latin America. So it's not that I'm like just a couple of days ago, I was like, you know, Euro, we can live wherever we want. I'm like, oh, because up until now, I felt I need to be here because as a kid, I always wanted to travel. I was always keen on traveling. I've traveled to more than 30, 35 countries already in the planet, uh, not uh, consciously like, in, like having a goal, but I was traveling with table tennis and then also visiting the traveling locations. Uh, so in that kind of way, look, I'm not stuck here. I'm living, so whatever, whenever it brings me, I would like to visit Iceland. Maybe I'll live there. I don't know. Iceland calls me, so I'm more into that kind. It's a completely different kind. I'm not sure living in Iceland in the winter. I'm talking about summer. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, traveling. I just want to travel and also, you know, do the workshops and, and uh, share what I know, wherever I am.
0: Okay. Alright. I was just it, I was just kind of curious here because, you know, you know, Trinidad and the Dominican, they're both in the Caribbean. Caribbean culture, like we all famously know, has a very kind of enchanting allure. At least it does to those of us who live in the States and are kind of removed from it, especially in the Midwest. You know, you kind yeah. of I I don't know. I was I was just throwing it out there and seeing if that yeah. if there was a possibility of any kind of uh, kind of uh uh, simpatico connection between you and my previous guests in that sort of way. But, um, uh, okay. but, um, uh, yeah. Uh, so JK, yeah. <laughs> we, um, we have, we, uh, we have a closing tradition on this, on this podcast, okay. um, where we have, especially in your case or anybody's case, I have the guests kind of sum up their overall message to my listeners here. So we talk about a lot, spending nearly an hour here, yeah. live information, a lot of stuff to consider. You've certainly given me stuff to consider, especially in terms of how I relate uh, money to my son. Yeah. Um, but if there's one thing that you would like people to walk away from over anything else from our discussion, what would you, what would you say it would be?
1: Stop, just stop, sit down, slow down, and begin to acknowledge also the shit, the bad stuff in you, the bad emotions, because this is life. Love is everything. It's a rainbow except the love towards your child. That's unconditional. It should be. Otherwise, love like life is everything. We cannot just live in a fairytale world. But because we want to, because we think we are expected or we need to, we are in a shell. So stop and release the shell with exercises. Find me or find Trushan or something uh, find this way how to stop, slow down, feel, because then you'll feel yourself. You'll have more energy available to confront because holding up the tension, contraction, subconsciously, you use, abuse a lot of energy. Once you begin to relax, this energy is at your disposal to direct it where you want. Also to confront stuff, also to deal with things that bother you or disturb you or maybe threat you or something. So it will stop. Just stop feel when you begin to feel you begin that it's tense you begin to relax it when you begin to relax it something new and amazing will begin to happen.
0: I guess I have one more question on top of on top of that. Okay. Um do you think do you think that we will kind of there achieve a harmony here between uh, I mean I'm I'm not gonna lie I like a lot of the comforts and the technology that we have today. I don't want to see a lot of it just kind of go away but Yeah, I don't, like you said, want to be felt like I'm just kind of held prisoner inside my own body due to unconscious um, demons and unconscious uh, traumatic events that I've gone through. Mm -hmm. So do you think there will be able to strike a a beautiful harmony in between kind of continuing to live in the world that we live in and not regressing, like becoming some sort of neo-Luddite and tearing down industrial civilization? And, but still be able to reach that state of of heightened emotional maturity.
1: Uh, to whichever subject or question or blockage or issue or problem I am confronted with in my life or with, or the client's lives or what you ask me, I always respond practically with the same principle. We need to understand the basics. We are humans. We make technology. We are the ones who guide it and we can use it or abuse it. We can have the benefits or we can be suppressed and completely subdued to it. So the more we are higher consciously aware, the more we are also subconsciously aware that we elevate our subconsciousness according to our conscious elevation, the less we will have issues because all this AI and other technology that's being developed, it's being developed by people who have not developed their subconsciousness yet. So they are Mm -hmm. developing technology and using technology in the way that's abuse and not use and benefit in a good way for humanity. Because we are living on this planet Earth, let's live and let's make it livable and let's evolve further on, but not in the way that's going to degrade us. So, yeah, it's about evolution.
0: I think that is a beautifully... um crafted statement right there. I think what you said about the people who are developing these technologies are maybe not the most developed people. Um, And so their creations, which are marvelous, have blowback unintended consequences. And, you know, a, a while back, especially, you know, when Elon Musk was you know, the guy in the whole world, you know, this whole idea about occupying Mars and going to, going to space, you know, all very lovely ideas and space exploration is certainly exciting here. But then I was kind of always thinking, it's was like, why is everyone so keen to just go to Mars? Why does everyone just want to go and colonize Mars? I mean, why can't we just make good with what is here? Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not against exploration at all actually yep. we have oceans on this planet yeah that you know we have oceans on, on this planet that you know they're going to the bottom of these oceans they're finding things they didn't never anticipated in a million years they would find yeah and, <laughs> and we're yet not every everyone hmm. is trying to go to the hmm. to the to mars I'm like, i don't get it folks i really just don't
1: yeah so, it's it's the I think same what you thing. Said right there is the same pattern we want to get not- away from us we don't want to feel ourselves and it's actually not as much planet Earth, it's more planet water because we have seventy percent of uh, water mm-hmm. surface, yeah in some so, way
0: exactly exactly exactly. So what you said about that is that these merging technologies um they're they're great in many ways, and the the need to explore is innately human. I understand that, and it's part of my own makeup as well. I like traveling, but um you know. It could, it could be worthwhile to actually consider working on the plant we have instead of looking to colonize another plant. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: looking for yourself. So. Exactly.
0: Exactly. All right, sir. Well, thank you so much for your time. I'm really glad, glad you came on. I was really, I'm was very excited to hear hear your story, hear your methodologies. So um, everyone listening, my guest here is uh, JK, that's the, (laughs) that's who, how we refer to him now. I couldn't quite get the name right. So JK was okay with him. Uh, Ex-professional athlete, played pro table tennis for 15 years. He's a PhD in physical education and a AEQ method teacher living living in the Dominican Republic from Slovenia. And again, thank you so much for your time, sir.
1: Thank you, Sean, for having and listening and giving me the option to express. Thanks.
0: Not a problem. And, of course, I'll have contact information for him in the show notes. As always, those of you who are routine listeners, you know, you'll find contact information. I'll make it very easy. And um, that's really all we have today. So until then, next time, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you to everyone who ever will listen and move forever. Peace out. I'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening. Don't forget, you can become a supporter of the show by becoming a monthly subscriber. No commitments, cancel anytime. Every little bit helps, and I'd sure love your support. Also, you can click any of the links to our social media platforms provided in the show notes. And you can email me at renfitnesswarriors at gmail.com. That's Ren, R-E-N, fitnesswarriors at gmail.com. If you got a fitness story to tell, I'd love to hear it. You never know you might just find yourself on the show. Until next time, train hard. Peace.